Hi, I'm Hanako Greensmith. I play Violet Mikami, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. everyone just a quick programming note before we get started with this week's episode we finally got to chat with chicago pd's newest cast member benjamin levy aguilar it's been a long time coming and we're so grateful to nbc for working with us to finally make it happen i just wanted to pop in now because we don't reference this interview at all in the episode um this interview wasn't confirmed until after we recorded this week's episode and we just didn't really want to jinx it by mentioning it it in recording. Benjamin was an absolute sweetheart. He's got such an interesting background and honestly I could have kept talking to him. He's he's just the best and we just love him. We're so glad he's part of this family. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's just get into this week's episode. Shylards, hi! Um, welcome to episode 257. Uh, yep, yeah, as always, we, well no, not as always because we're on hiatus. Um, today's a very atypical day too because not only is this just myself and Bryna, Lauren's here, our BFF, our little sister. We love her. We love her so much. And by here, I mean next to me, physically here with me. And it was yeah, unexpectedly. Unexpectedly, the best, the happiest accident ever for me, at least. I know she's a little tired, <laughs> traumatized. <laughs> tell tell the listeners what happened. So I was flying home today from Louisiana back to California. And I have a layover in Dallas always. And my plane decided it wanted to take a little rest on the tarmac and not pull up into a gate. So I had to sprint for my life to make my gate in 10 minutes, which did not happen. And so they rebooked me for tomorrow morning. So Gina literally saved me. I was like crying and I was like, (gasps) Anyways, it, I made the situation way more dramatic than it was because everything was fine. But no, I, just, I know, I know that feeling though. Like, no judgment at all, because I know that feeling when your travel plans like unravel and the airport's just kind of like go figure it out. Yeah, they were nice, but I was more stressed because like I had work today that I had to call out of, obviously. And then I was like, I miss my mom. So I was just like, <laughs> I, was like I, just, I was like, I'm ready. But Gina literally came and saved me. Drop of a hat, too. Literally came and saved me. You were like, I rebooked for tomorrow morning. I was like, I'm coming now. I know. I texted her. I was like, I'm stuck in Dallas. She was like, I'll leave after the Zoom meeting. And I was like, thank you. And then leaving the airport, we ran into like the world's <laughs> biggest thunderstorm. <laughs> I was like, I just killed us both. No, you didn't. Getting her to come to me. You're fine. It's not you know, tornadoes we- like it was last time you were there. So it's fine. No, we got really lucky today because they were in the forecast for like right now. That's why I told her I was like, book for the morning because you're not getting out tonight. And then like all the storms we got earlier, like everything calmed down. And so we we dodged a bullet and we got a bonus sister day. Exactly. Also, I don't think I would have made it alive in the airport for seven hours. So, so tired. I would have passed out. Yeah. And that would have not yeah. been good. Even the best of airports turn into like hostile environments when you're stuck there for hours. More hours. than like two or three hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I got stuck at O'Hare in January and I mean, it was snowing, but you can only watch the snow for so many hours before you're like, this is fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> And it's O'Hare. It's Chicago. I love Chicago. But, like, not O'Hare. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But at the other day, it all worked out. Yes, it did. There's That's the stress ball that you got me. I know. During the wedding. I know. I know. <laughs> so, we were originally planning to record on Thursday, but then when Lauren got stuck, we were like, no, we have to record tonight. This is too good. 
Yeah. So it is Wednesday night when we are recording this. We are in the past. You are in the future. A Friday morning. Hope it's great. Hope, hopefully I'm home. You will be home. <laughs> You'll be home. Tucked in my little bed. <laughs> You'll be home. But again, as I told you, at least you got stuck in a city where your friend lives. I know. I'm literally so grateful. Like, I owe you my life. You do not. Like, I was going to leave you stranded at DFW. I would never. I know. I would have just Ubered to your house and showed up on your doorstep. And I would have been like, holy shit, Lauren's here. I would have been thrilled. I'm thrilled either way. Slay. Slay. So, it's good. It's good. So. So, that's our dramatic story time for the beginning of it. Yes. So by the time you're listening to this, Lauren is happy and comfy and cozy at home in California. But as of the time we were recording this, she is right next to me here in Texas, wearing her Taylor Swift blue crew neck. Hey guys, did you know that I went to the Taylor Swift concert? (laughs) Was it everything that you wanted to be? Yeah, it was really good. Were you like blown away by the surprise songs? Yeah. What were they? Begin again and cold as you. None of this means anything to me because I'm not a Swifty, but was it the era you wanted? Yes. Okay. I wanted debut and we got debut. So. Okay. Debut. Forever and always. The debut is my favorite. A debut, which I know is a hot take. Debut is like my favorite Taylor album. So good. But yeah. I love when she got all mad and did Bad Blood. That was her reputation, right? No. Bad Blood's 1989. I like that song. That's a good one. Shake It Off is good. And then all of her newer stuff, like folklore evermore like all her like whimsy storytelling stuff I like that too yeah it was really good yeah it was a sleigh do you dress up in sparkles you haven't shown me any of your friendship bracelets I'm mildly offended they're in my backpack I want to see them like later you don't have to show them now okay I was like look it up (laughs) (laughs) so if you're wondering what we're covering today this is perfect timing that Lauren's here because it's a Chicago PD episode it's season two and it's an Adam episode I literally texted you guys too and I was like Where's my invite to record? <laughs> and now you're here. <laughs> I'm here. Now you're here. Yeah. Now you're here. So, um, Brian, we got indirectly threatened by one of our patrons via text to Lauren today. <laughs> um, gonna take Aaron and just throw her under the bus. Hi, Aaron. Love you. Mean it. Um, please share what Aaron texted you today. She wanted to make sure everyone knew that Berzek, last time Berzek had sex, it wasn't season seven, it was season eight. And I have all, I'll Berzek fact check all of you. I think Aaron's exact wording was make sure Bryna and Gina get their Berzek facts straight. I'm sorry. It's been 20 million years. Yes. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. Yeah. Lauren actually deliberately missed her layover so she could be here to fact check us. Yeah. <laughs> For real. She was like, you know what? It's more important that I stay in Texas and just make sure that they get their, their facts straight. Like, really Who just- needs work? It's fine. <laughs> Who oh. needs money? Yeah, I know. Responsibilities. The kids don't need people watching them. No, the kids will find they got one to fend for themselves anyway. They'll stay alive somehow. (laughs) They're good. I don't know about that, but (laughs) so we got news. Um, got a good amount of news, I would say. We do have news, so let's just jump into that. So we have episode descriptions not just for this coming week, 19. We well, we have 20 for fire and PD, right? Did we ever get med? I didn't. We have five. Oh, those are the new. I don't know. I don't know if we got meds. I didn't no add the 21. I forgot to add the 21. So it's cool. No big deal. Okay. So this coming week, I was in a well, it's a week from when we're listening to this. It's what, like five days, Friday to Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. It's five days from the time you're listening to this. But we have episode descriptions for the upcoming week. So Chicago Med 819. This is called Look Closely and You Might Hear the Truth. They're just 
funny titles at this point. They're just so long. I point it out every time, but I can't help it. They're just funny. I'm waiting for season 15. I know. (laughs) I know. It's going to be like a Fallout Boy song. I'm telling you. Like, I always say that, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the fate of the hospital rests on the vote of an incapacitated board member. Oh, okay. Archer helps a mother with a rare stem cell disease while Hannah treats the woman's pregnant daughter. Dr. Charles encounters a schizophrenic patient with a serious hearing impairment. Okay. Is the board member George? Are they really going to do that? I would assume so. It's not going to be a, what's his name? Am I hearing a Hannah and Archer case? (laughs) I just want to know, which this episode description very obviously glosses over. Like the end of 18 is Hannah dropping the bomb on Sean about his dad. So like, and this just like glosses over that entirely. Oh yeah. They're going to be angsty the whole time. Yeah. So also we do have the med description too. So I'm adding that to the outline for. Oh, we do for episode 20. Yeah. Okay. I'm adding all of them. So cool. 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 Okay. Brian, take us through fire. All right. Fire 1119 is called Take a Shot at the King. Bowden, Ritter, Herman, and Kidd work together to take down a local politician responsible for a chemical fire. After his aunt's accident, Gallo worries about their future, and Brett steps in to perform Dylan's magic show when he's out of town. (laughs) The internet had some opinions about this. Why? Because everybody's sick of Dylan. No, I'm saying, like, why are we still doing this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not even that I'm sick. He's just boring. Like, we all know Brett's in love with Casey, which, like, even besides the fact, like, Dylan just does nothing. Like, why? Why are we still doing this? I feel like if you were to do a thread of, like, one Chicago characters as food, like, Dylan would be, like, a saltine cracker. He's a boring man. He is. Probably. <laughs> like, there's just so many better... You could have done so many di- many better things than that. And now that we know that Brett and, Brett and Casey are still in love with each other, like, he's rendered useless. Yeah. But even then, she's not into him. Like, regardless of her feelings for Casey, she's not into him. No. So, yeah. I think of that song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend that Greg sings in the early season. He's like, settle for me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You might like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You would like it, Lauren. Yeah, you would, actually. But Um, you can wait till after later this summer to watch it because it's already done airing. So you can wait. You guys, I never start TV shows. I can't do it. Um, You also never start books that are based on TV shows that you intend to read, but don't, even though you both have the book. I don't have the book. I thought you bought it. No, you do. You're lying. You're totally lying. You, I could have sworn you bought it. I literally don't have it. I will show you my books right now. I thought you bought the physical book. No, that was me. You're not reading it either, though. <laughs> my, my life it looks crazy. <laughs> Nothing. Is my Kindle even charged so we can run through my sad, pathetic book library? <laughs> I, I don't read, so it's, yeah, it's not charged. Um, that shows you how, you know. Yeah. Yeah, how much I read. There's like a Bridger hit book, and that's like it. Yeah. But both of you need to get on Daisy Jones and the Six. We will. You won't. Okay, but right now, ATX things are taking priority watching-wise. Mm-hmm. I have like three shows to watch before ATX. What shows are those? Bronish, Manifest, and Outlander? Question mark? 
Isn't Outlander like seven seasons? Well, I've already started. I started Manifest and I've started Outlander when I was a wee bitty thing. <laughs> but I don't really remember them. But Manifest, though. So I know. Good. I know. I know. It's so good. And it's such an easy binge. It's not that long. I just couldn't start it on an airplane. It was freaking me out. <laughs> oh, that's understandable. Fair. That's understandable. I, I was like, do I press play? And I was like, the bad vibes. And also we were always flying through like some sort of like thunder, cl- rain clouds. And then so it was always turbulent. And I was like, mm. Lauren's like, am I ready to land in 2028? I don't think I am. Like so many things have happened. I'm good. <laughs> That's funny. We both, Lauren and I actually both just finished Jury Duty on Freebie, which, Bryna, you would not like it. I, I don't think you would at all. Uh, really? I don't think she would. Bryna doesn't like comedies. <laughs> it's not, it's not really a comedy, but it is a show you're going to laugh it's not at. scripted. She'll like it. I may watch it and we'll give it a try. It's pretty funny. I'm more interested, honestly, in the concept than the show like actually watching it like I think the concept really interesting I loved it but Ronald is bae love you Ronald yeah if you're out there he's a little seminal you need to watch the night agent even though it's not coming to ATX oh I know I will it's good I'm gonna do it I'm gonna watch all shows guys I've also the diplomat is supposed to be really good that's a new one on Netflix with Carrie Russell yeah government whodunits are my fave so whatever we're already off track I love it so much. Okay. So Bowden Ritter, Herman, and Kid work together to take down a local politician for a chemical fire. So if it's a chemical fire, this begs the question, when is Kelly coming back? Is Kelly coming back? Like, how do we not know this yet? Nobody knows. All we know is Taylor was in Austin a week and a half ago, two yep. weeks ago. Yep. Austin. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. <laughs> but, um, yeah that's all we know nobody else has seen him anywhere else as far as we know no no and then gallo worrying about the future should we worry about that does that mean gallo's future like at 51 or i don't know he's the injured the wording of their future is really interesting yeah we shall see i don't know and then pd 1019 this one's called bleed valve Atwater's worlds collide when there's a shooting at the building he owns in Burnside, which leaves a child dead. Atwater must confront his relationship with his father, Lou, as the brutal case forces them together. Love that they brought Lou back. Don't love that a shooting went down at his building. Yeah, and a child's dead. I don't love that. Also, why does everything have to happen in Atwater's building? (laughs) It's a I feel like to have it happen in his building is a little stereotypical. Don't you think? Like in a rundown part of Chicago, he buys this building to like make better of the community. Oh, there's a shooting. Well, I feel like he's also had a lot of shit go down in the building, but I don't know. I mean, I'll give that. We'll see how the episode actually plays out. This is just based on a description, but yeah, I do really like that they're bringing his father back. Um, I just wish Atwater's the only thing Atwater didn't have is his building. Like, I feel like all they've done is like Atwater and his building. And I'm like, cool. Oh, because the characters on these shows are only allowed like one hobby and otherwise their entire lives are work. Yeah. Only if you're a dude. If you're Haley, your whole life is work because there's no other facet to you than work. Accurate. Accurate. Yep. Yep. Oh, and Kim is just a cop and a mother because women are nothing else more than that. And a girlfriend? Question mark. Is that what they are? 
Yes. Friends with benefits. Did y'all not watch the episode? <laughs> I did, but they've never said we are girlfriend and boyfriend. That's they why I'm asking. They just wrecked a lamp. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> People are driving. You have to read between the lines. The way she's like, I could have been in California by now. No. That's why I said question mark. <sighs> that was the whole morning after scene. That was the whole I know. They want to be something different. They want to define it. They just haven't yet. No, they did. That was them defining it. They defined it without saying what it was. Hey, at least I said girlfriend, boyfriend. Gina said friends with benefits, which like, I know they're not that. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna make it, Lauren? Y'all cannot. Anyways, <laughs> they were literally laying there. <laughs> I don't want this to just be a, and she was like, me neither. They're canon now. They've always they can finish each other's sentences. They've always been able to do that. Exactly. So that was them defining the relationship. We have all known that they're soulmates. The only people who haven't known that Berserk are soulmates are Berzik. That was them defining the relationship. You need things spelled out for me. Sue me. Okay. Can you picture Berzik and be like, hey, you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> You're my boyfriend. Like, that's not that. <laughs> I can see Adam doing that. Adam, well, I guess my question is even not even like having that talk. Cause like, obviously I do agree that the whole morning after the point is for them to define their relationship, but like, are they going to call each other girlfriend and boyfriend? Cause their relationship spans so much more than like, it goes so much deeper than that. In my opinion, I guess it's just like, what do they call each other? It's just like, this is Kim. This is my Adam. Like, is that what they call each other? Probably. Like, it's just like, like that, that's their, that's their person. Like, that's it. Like, have you met my Adam, Charlie? (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying, they're canon. They are. We're not denying that. No, never. I don't know. Y'all would be a little sus right now. Anyway, moving on. So Lauren doesn't kill us. Uh, we've also got descriptions for eight to one error for episodes 20. So these air on three plus seven is 10. May 10th is when these air. I mathed. Yay. Mm-hmm. Ryan, take us through med, please. Med, the winds of change are starting to blow. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie clashes with Charles on a patient who's distrustful of hospitals. Crockett and Will fight against med new pol- med's new policies to save their cancer patient. Hannah and Archer pull surprising things out of their unsuspecting patients. Bruh. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it these days? Surprising things out of their unsuspecting patients. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a sentence. Uh-huh. Is this another gun up the butt episode? Apparently. No, they're literally going to kiss. At the end, like, the. I don't know about 20, but I think by the end of the season... Oh, yeah. But, like, they wouldn't be pairing them up every episode. Yeah. Gina's still not there yet. It's... They're, I'm, I'm fine with them. They're just existing. And I'm like, you exist. You do your thing. Everyone became haters. I don't know how long how long ago was that episode when she was with, was it Crockett? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, Hannah Crockett! Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, okay. Thinking Hannah and Crockett are cute together is not hating on Hannah and Archer. No, I'm just They're saying, two separate opinions. Y'all jump ship real fast. I am not y'all. I am just me. I know. Don't throw Brian under the bus. 
With no, my Lauren, Lauren knows where my allegiance yeah. lies. Brenda's got me. I know she does. Lauren knows. Maybe one day I'll get there. Oh, Pepper. Pepper has opinions too. Hi, honey. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting you get Crockett and Will going, they're just fighting meds, new pot, like they're just teaming up. It's my William. Yeah, I know. We all know. Pepper, do you have an opinion on Hannah and Archer? He's like, no, I just want snugs. Hi, honey. So cute. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that's med. That's a hell of a sentence though. Hannah and Archer pull surprising things out of unsuspecting patients. If they're unsuspecting, does this mean you did it without consent? I have questions. Anyway. Okay. Fire 1120. This is called never, ever make a mistake. That's not an alarming title at all. Mm -hmm. Herman works on becoming a better man after Cindy's cancer journey. Pid bonds with a homeless victim on a call. Kylie takes her firefighter exam. Yes, queen. What we've actually all been waiting for. And a harrowing call takes a toll on Brett. What happening? Yeah, but Kylie taking her firefighter exam is very exciting. Oh, Kylie. I need to see her as a candidate. Yeah, I need to see her like as as part of 51. I mean, she is part of 51, but like even bigger part of 51. Yeah, need her on truck, please. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And last up, we have PD. And this episode is, it sounds like it's going to be a very emotionally draining doozy. Go for it. PD 1020 is called Fight. Upton is unwittingly drawn into a deadly betrayal and finds herself in a fight for her life with minimal leads. Voight and the team scramble to find her before it's too late. Did you guys see the picture I sent? Yes. Uh, the costume? Yeah. Yeah. I think I sent it like, <laughs> I think it, like my phone was like, not delivered, not delivered. I love that you've come up with the excuse now when you send something multiple times that you're like, my phone freaked out. No, you just sent it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> and we love it. It looks scary. It does look scary. I just that, I feel like I'm not emotionally ready for that episode. Yeah. It's going to be a doozy. And it's not even the finale. No. No. Like they're just like, oh yeah, two or three episodes before the finale here. But also, okay, like, do we start with traumatizing Haley all over again, or do we start with the fact that her fucking husband's gonna be vibing in Bolivia doing fucking nothing while she's been abducted? They're not gonna mention it. No, not at all. Nobody's gonna be like, oh, we should try and get in contact with Jay. No, because he's just like sitting on the beach, sipping a fucking mai tai. Well, if they do, I could see it being like at the end of the episode and someone's like, oh, do you want us to call Jay? Like once they find her and, you know, they're like, oh, do you want us to call Jay? And she like thinks about it and she's like, no, never mind. Like, don't, you know, I could like see them going that route too. She'll be in the hospital room and they'll be like, oh, it's going to be like her emergency contact. They'll be like, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, don't bother him. He's in Bolivia, you know, or whatever. Like she's going to sit there and think about it. And then she's going to be like, no. Is this going to be the episode where she takes the ring off? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Because, like, obviously it's her last episode this season. So, like, it's either now or next year. I want to find Jay Halstead and just throw shit at him. And just feel like, you fucking left her. You didn't even talk to her about it. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? And now she's been abducted and you don't even care. 
and you're doing to Haley what Aaron did to you. Just, I'm fine. But why? Why did they do this to him? We'll never understand. They ruined him and they're taking Haley down with him and it's not fair. I'm good. I just have a lot of feelings. Okay, but who abducts her? Do you, do we think they're related to Sean? That's a good question. Like how did so. she because obviously it's an she is unwittingly drawn into a deadly betrayal. Unwittingly meaning she didn't realize it. So maybe she's under for some separate reason and it goes awry. Any thoughts? I got nothing. A mental image of Jay just vibing in Bolivia while she's being abducted. Aaron came back for you when you got kidnapped. She came back for you. Yep. Fine. Just want to talk, Gwen. Why? We're good. I'm good. Just have a lot of feelings. <sighs> yeah. So those are the episode descriptions for the next two weeks. And the new episodes come back in five days, which is awesome. And it's super yes. exciting. So and then yes. four weeks in a row. Four weeks in a row, right to the finales. Yep. Right to the finales. Uh just a reminder, friend of the pod, Jimmy Nicholas, is joining us for the, the finales. As is our best little sister, Lauren. It's going to be a party. The finale episode is going to be a party. It's going to be a wild night. It's going to be a pretty wild night. Wild. Yeah. Party. It's going to be fun, though. No matter how traumatized we are, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially if Adam's getting... So. Well, and Fire seems like it's going to have a big cliffhanger, too. So who knows what's going to happen on med, but fire and uh, PD seem like they're going to be pretty brutal. It's going to be kind of funny if we're supposed to believe that two separate terrorist attacks go down in Chicago that are like completely unrelated. We're just like, wow, what coincidental, awful timing. It's like one of those things where like, it would have been a great crossover, but nah, that's not happening for the finale. And how fortunate for med that they didn't get any of the victims. That is just like way out here doing its own thing. Yeah. And then you've got like fire and PD on like parallel tracks, but med is just like way out there. What's that TikTok sound? Where it's like, I'm spinning like a ballerina. That's med. They're just chilling in the corner, vibing. <laughs> you, I, I just like it. short circuited your brain. Like you just glitched so hard. You're like, um, oh man. Okay. That's the news. Yeah. I, well, my I don't, my phone's over there. I don't know where it is actually. I don't know where my phone is. That's not a bad thing though. Yeah, I don't know where it went. Anyway, yeah. So if you see any news anytime, just send it to us. You guys are really good about that, and it helps us a lot because it's a big internet and we've got day jobs and stuff. Like we have to pretend to be adults outside the podcast, and it's just kind of lame. Not but yeah, yeah, not fun. So yeah, uh, no patron shout outs. That's cool. If you'd like to support the pod for as little as two dollars a month, you can do so at the link in our socials. Um, we have a lot of fun guys. We have a lot of fun. We talk a lot. Um, the patrons just got me to restart watching timeless. And I actually, I loved the first two episodes. I got to go back and, uh, binge the rest, but I like yeah. it. It's really good. Hey now. Hey now what? I mean, I, I told you, I've been telling you for years. <laughs> the same way I've told both of you to watch Outer Banks or I don't know, read Daisy Jones and the Six so you can watch Outer Banks. Banks is a summer show. It's I'm not going to start it in December. If it's a if it's a summer show, why did it come out in like end of February, early March? I don't control Netflix. Listen, 
there are things I need to watch in a priority order and there's too much shit coming out in these next like five, six weeks. Can I just tell you listeners how hard it is to get something onto Bryna's watch list? Like <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. If she says I'm going to put it on the list, it means she's never going to get to it. That's <laughs> not true. That's totally true. That is not true. I watched the night agent. Yeah. That, and the boys, and those are like your two exceptions of shows that you went right to. No, I would think of something else, but you don't get to my shows either right away. So I eventually got the Ted Lasso. And so, yeah. Being behind on Ted Lasso is not my fault. It's my husband's fault because he insists that we watch it together. Mm, sus. Okay, admittedly. But aren't you like more behind than just this week or are you caught up except for today? You didn't even start the season. I have to. I started episode one started episode one that's a quick binge we're on episode seven they get longer i swear these episodes feel like they're like like hours yeah they're like an hour i love you both no matter how much crap i give you it's all love same but you know not for me (laughs) (laughs) lauren's like you insulted berzik once we're done fine we'll be fine okay so without further ado let's move into this episode shall we let's do it I miss the early days of PD. I really do. I feel like season two and season three of this show were just like peak PD. Best kiss. Oh, yeah. Because there was so much happening. And you didn't, the story wasn't just the case. There was other stuff happening. And they allowed for a little something we like to call comedy. Well, and continuity. And continuity. Like laughing, even just occasionally, was totally allowed. We were cackling at some parts. We thought they were hilarious. That's because, well, I was that's saying this episode's not, that's, not that funny, but not, it's not because, except for like one scene. Yeah, a couple scenes, but you know, but just, I don't know, like the early seasons, like seasons two and three, I feel like those episodes were fun. Like it yeah, was, they were good. I mean, not saying that these later seasons aren't good, they're just so different. And like we've said it before 20 million times, but the contrast of like the old seasons and the new seasons, it's just so stark. Oh, yeah, it's true. And the tone in these later seasons is dark, it's dark, straight yeah. up. Where I mean, the tone, the tone in the early seasons, it was dark too, but there was so much going on that you were entertained and you were in. Well, and also it was Derek. So Derek, like you said, had the comedy storylines. Yeah. Like you had the patrol stuff. You had the comedy. It, it was dark, but it wasn't the same dark in the same way. Right. I don't think I've seen a PD person laugh in like multiple seasons. It's been a long time. Except for maybe Michaela. Yeah. Max the only one allowed to smile. Everybody else has to be doom and gloom the whole time. Yeah. So we start this episode, Adam is undercover at a protest meeting for like some, it's like some environmental rights group. My favorite thing about both of this, okay, so Adam is in his like emo era and you can tell from two ways. So one, he's got like the Patty like crossover. You can always tell when it's Patty when he's got like a little piece of hair, maybe like this, and it just like flops over this way and it's like not attached to the rest of his hair. <laughs> like my demo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a patty thing, actually. But yeah, like Adam's got like the emo hair flop going. I swear to God, and I have sworn since the day this episode aired that he is wearing eyeliner. I couldn't tell. I can't tell. He's got a little smoky eye going. You got to look really close. 
I'm not saying I don't believe you because it does kind of look like it, but it's hard to tell whether that's actually guyliner or just Patty. <laughs> like they're, it's hard to tell. They're really trying to drive home the like the look of like, mom, it's just a phase, or like, mom, I really want to focus on my art right now. Like they're really trying to drive that home. I don't hate it though. I love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's almost as good as his rock star look. It's just right. so funny to like see him now as Dadum and then to see like baby Adam. Yeah, for sure. The growth. And he's so baby faced in this episode too. I didn't realize that until we watched it. He looks it. so young. I mean, granted, it's been eight years, but still, he looks so young. That's insane. I think that Adam has had the most growth out of any PD character ever. Like, like growth meaning like growth, like like character growth. Oh yeah. Like, I you could definitely make that argument. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, especially when you consider who's still been around from day one. Voight doesn't change, so Voight doesn't count. You basically got Kim, Kevin, or Adam. Yeah. That's all you got to make those, you know, so it's like out of the three, who's had I mean like Jay, like I mean like even as the seasons have gone on, like I feel like I feel like looking at the seasons as a whole, even how long the characters have been on, like looking at Adam's character throughout all the seasons, I feel like he's grown the most. No, that's fair. Yeah. My argument for the reverse of that would be Antonio, but you know. Yeah. Oh man. Even just seeing Antonio in this episode, I was like. It hurts. Yeah. I was just like, man, Brian is so right when she says they did him dirty. They did John Seda so dirty. I will die on that hill. I will die on that. The man that you basically spun off like every show with, except for (laughs) Med, but still, you basically spun all your spinoffs off with him. You did him so dirty. It's so bad. Did he want to leave? That's the rumor. Yeah, who knows anymore, but you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that to Antonio Dawson. They didn't have to give him that fall from grace and take him from like accomplished detective to drug addict yeah it's fucked but that's a different that's a different podcast yeah right are you there okay yeah so so adam is talking to this girl named sierra and you know she's pretty friendly they're talking they're kind of flirting and she's got game i was pretty proud of her she was like when we're done here i'm taking you to my favorite noodle spot i'm buying we're doing this and then she went in for the kiss on the cheek i was like yes queen yes queen yeah but adam's like He's like playing his part, but he's also like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, it's like weird. Yeah. So yeah, you can like see it all on his face. He drops a darling, which like, oh man. Jail. Jail. Yeah. yeah. It's not for her. Well, no. Okay. But, but if you, I mean, if you remove it from the context of like, he's with Kim and like, just solely like use the lens of like undercover context. She got game. We all knew he was going to go back to Kim anyway. No, I'm not an issue with that. I'm saying darling. You can only say that to Kim is what she's saying. I mean, yeah. We I wonder heard. if it'll come back. I was oh. just going to say, we haven't heard that in years. No, since they've been together. And that's a Patty thing. I hope he hasn't like outgrown that because hot AF. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> I mean, it's true. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's talking with Sierra. She's interested. She gives him a kiss on the cheek. That's great. Nadia. Nadia. These were the days, man. Nadia yeah. brings Voight a gift from Olivia Benson. 
Livia freaking Benson. Because we're only a couple episodes removed from the last crossover. Yeah, like one or two. Yeah. Which I don't even remember which crossover it was. Was it the one with Teddy? Yes. I don't Maybe? Know. Question mark? It's not the one with Will. So it's no, not the Gregory that, Yates that one. That comes later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not the Gregory Yates one, so. No. Wait, Will was Gregory Yates? No, Will went to med school with Gregory Yates and Olivia basically suspected him of a crime. Okay, I remember this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we were in like, that so was they're the- like, oh yeah, Will was the murderer. And yeah. And Jay was like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then Voight was like, watch it, Jay. No, you watch it. Like, not the Will Halstead slander. I won't stand for it. Okay. So Nadia brings up, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> I think she's making gestures like being me. I said one bad thing about Burzik, and I think she's like going to oh murder me. God. Girl, I'm just hanging. Just hanging, just chilling. Okay. So voice like, yeah, put that in my office. Like, whatever. We're cool. So everyone brings the group up to speed on the pro the pro the protest groups they've all infiltrated. Cause this is like a network-wide thing. So like Al was with a group of potheads. Um <laughs> Jay was with a group like scooping up human waste. No, they were pooping into buckets. <laughs> Like they were pooping into buckets and then throwing it off the rooftops, which like just the image of Jay doing that is like, I'm done. There's no way he did that. He was just like taking a couple steps back. Like y'all go ahead. This is, imagine being like regular enough to just do that. Like the whole time. <laughs> like imagine not having stomach problems. I, I bet that was his excuse. I bet he was like constipated. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it was just the idea of like Jay pooping in a bucket for me. That was just hit me in this afternoon. Oh, amazing. Somebody needs to tweet that and just like hashtag overheard it. The idea of Jay pooping in a bucket. Hashtag overheard on MUAM. Yeah. <laughs> Mita Samali's after dark. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. I don't remember what the other ones were, but that that that's a pretty I mean nobody else really mentions theirs that much. It's really Al because he reeks a pot and then Jay. I love when Antonio is like giving him crap and he says something and he's like, let me see your eyes. And like as that happens, like Ruzik leans in and sniffs him. Wait, Kevin wasn't in this episode. No, he's not. I didn't that, bro. How did you guys not notice that till now? Oh, I'm a terrible person. I didn't yeah, even he's know. He's not that. in this episode. Shit. Because I was like, he I was like, we didn't get any birge water. And then I was like, wait, they're not on patrol together anymore. He's up in the unit. And then I was like, he wasn't in the unit. Is yeah. this like what they're doing with Torres? Where like in the early days of him being in the unit, Atwater was just not in a couple episodes. Well, I think it's that has to do with like what their new deal is with NBC. I think he yeah. got that. Yeah. I think they just didn't have Kevin in all the episodes in the beginning. <laughs> fuck i hate that i didn't notice that my bad people i know i noticed it now (sighs) maybe he was traveling places maybe (laughs) i hope so next season's gonna be really weird with like not everybody in every episode yeah that's gonna be odd Mm mm-hmm so Ruzik and Al are like, they're doing something. They're walking in some direction. They're about to go somewhere. And 
Adam gets a voicemail from Sierra and she's like, I'm at this hotel. I need help. Please come. So Adam and Al arrive on the scene. And as they're walking into the hotel, Sierra basically falls from the sky. Just, I said that correctly. I said that correctly. She just basically falls from the sky. Don't you hate when you go undercover and people, you know, just like eat themselves out windows? Yeah. I hate when that happens. Well, I mean, she didn't eat herself as we find out, but yes. But yeah, just. So yeah, she lands on top of this car. She's obviously dead. And Adam runs up and Adam just looks and he's like, that's her. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, that's her. Very like casual of him. Yeah. Oh, and that's the last of it because Adam is emotional throughout the rest of this episode. I feel like this episode for Adam is very close to what the warehouse episode was for Kim. Like she lost some of her her innocence in that episode. And I feel like this, this episode is that for Adam. Oh, for sure. I was wondering where you were going with that comparison. And I was like, "Eh, I don't know if I'd say it's exactly her, but yes, in terms of losing innocence and like kind of being grounded in reality. Yes. I definitely say that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you see the change, like from the scene where she dies to like going forward, you see the change. This is definitely his biggest first like loss on a case or anything, you know, where he actually felt something for someone. Yeah. Yeah. Even when he shoots the guy, like in, in, I think season one is where he shoots the guy. And then like, Jay's like, did you go talk to IA? And he gives him crap. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. Even that didn't phase him because he came into the PD like, you know, total cowboy, just being like, woohoo. Yeah, I don't think that phased him nearly like this did. Because there's no emotional connection. He just yeah. shot someone. Yeah. And this was his first time to like form an emotional connection with somebody while under. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So Adam goes up to the hotel room that Sierra had mentioned, finds the window open, but nobody nobody else is there. Like the window's broken. It definitely looks like a crime scene. Definitely. So he goes upstairs and confronts Secretary Sosa, who had rented the whole floor, and he's in town for a big conference. We don't really know what he's the secretary of, but he's from Argentina. He's in town on some sort of business. Some world trade conference or whatever. Something. Yeah. So Adam is just ready to make heads roll. He's like, put your fucking champagne down. I don't give a shit who you are. Somebody just died. Like, talk to me now. And the FBI rolls up. And yeah, they're basically like, you can't get near this guy like at all don't talk to him the feds have this and adam just like little baby adam just doesn't understand at all and all he keeps saying he's like a girl died like what part of this does not compute for you yeah yeah Um, it's really interesting to me because obviously in the beginning they used to do a ton of crossovers with svu right like they did i don't even know four five like they did a quite a few so it's just funny to me a that we've never gotten an fbi crossover but b like how many times they mentioned the fbi in these earlier seasons and part noise with the stress ball (laughs) carry on like it's just really interesting because it's like oh if fbi had only existed a little bit earlier like would they have done more fbi crossovers right well why haven't they done an svu crossover in a while also true. Like I just one- want the FBI one because you, we were this close. We technically kind of got it a little bit. You had Haley go, obviously, to New York. And then we never got that conclusion because of COVID. So the FBI ones would have been really great. And that was that was technically season one of FBI, wasn't it? 
Mm, no, it's up season two. It might be season two. It's season two. Yeah, I think it's season two. Because like, if only FBI had come around like a slight bit earlier. This is what I'm saying. Like, but also like, I think, especially now that we have the FBI shows, it's just on my brain. Because like every time any of these shows mention the FBI, I'm like, there was your crossover moment. Why didn't you take it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, is, F- is the FBI shows, are they, aren't they in New York? Yeah. Well, two well, of them. And then international. Yeah. Are any of them in Chicago? No. No. But, but most SVU, but, around. Oh, okay. but also SVU was in New York, so you still could have made it work. Yeah. Yeah. Oa yeah. would vibe with all of them. Like, he vibed with Haley, and I'm just saying, I mean, you could have bring him back, but no. Maggie would vibe with, like, oh, Maggie and Burgess together would be a force. It'd be fun. It would be fun. Would be fun. Ugh, love it. Yeah. So the FBI just won't let this guy, they won't let Adam anywhere near Sosa. And Voight's just like, walk it off. Just just go, do your thing. And I mean, baby Berzik, little bitty baby Berzik in season two. I think they've, at this point, they've only like, they've just kissed, right? They're just big. Yeah, they're little tiny infants. So Kim tries to calm Adam down like at the scene, but she's so confused because like he was friends with this girl and she's just like, that's another girl. Like- do well, I because she doesn't even know who that is. So she's like, wait, who is this girl? And how does she know Adam? Like, what is happening? Yeah. And she, I mean, she's a little like kind of insecure, right? Like she doesn't really know her place. She's just kind of like, should I worry about this? Should I not worry? Yeah. It's a bitty baby Berzik. Oh, okay. I'm not going to get back. You're going to get this times like 20 for the finales, Brenna. You know that, right? Yeah, I know, but you guys won't be in the same place. I'm not doing it on purpose. (laughs) The comedic timing on that was excellent, though. Oh, goodness. Baby Bursic. Baby Bursic. They're this big. They were little bitty babies. Little bitty babies. So back in the bullpen, intelligence tries to go over what they know about Sierra and how she ended up there. And Adam is totally adamant. He's like, no, this is the deal. Like Sosa had something to do with it. Like he's sus. I get the vibes. Just trust me. He's totally going on instinct here, which is like pretty much Adam at his best. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. So he and Jay go to the morgue and Voight's like, Jay, go with him, like supervise him basically. And so she was drunk and high on Xanax, which is such a lethal conversation, that conversation, combination, combination, combination um please see my wedding for reference um it's true though um I wasn't nearly that bad but yeah so you were not nearly that bad no not nearly that bad I was not stumbling out of windows bad I was laying on the floor telling everybody how much I were happy drunk I was happy drunk yes um But yeah, she was drunk and high on Xanax. And so the, basically the medical examiner, she's like, she really could not have put up much of a fight if she was murdered. Like if she was murdered, there's really not much she could have done. Little thing I caught here, the way Jay is like questioning Adam, like little not appreciated. Like his tone was a little suspect. Was it not? Am I the only one who got that? I just feel like Jay could tell that Adam was starting to, it really emotional and could I don't know well no and I think 
Jay also recognizes that Adam still is pretty new. Like you said, he has a lot of his innocence. He still is very much acting with his heart on his sleeve at this point. Like, and Jay recognizes, I think already that this is the first time Adam's going through something like this. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think it's not, I think it is a little like Jay being maybe a little overprotective, maybe a little critical, but like he knows like what Adam's about to go through. So it's more of like a, okay, calm down. Like, you know, start thinking, you know, like pull yourself together a little bit. Like, you know. Don't want to do anything you'll regret in the long run. Yeah. Don't want to ruin your career, but yeah. 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 So Felicia's dad, well, okay. Sierra is her name, but her dad comes in to pretty much identify the body. And we find out that her real name is Felicia. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so from there, we cut over to Roman and Kim. See, this is the other thing that was so much fun about the early seasons. There was always multiple storylines happening. Well, you always had the like intelligent storyline and the patrol storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So there, you were pretty much always entertained because you were always bouncing from one place to the other. Not to say you're not entertained now, but it's a different kind of entertained, you know? Yeah. So Roman, um, Roman and Kim are on a stakeout for a void and she starts asking Roman about his undercover experience. Back in the 31st, you ever work undercover? Yeah, a bunch of times. My go-to is the Irish guy scoring weed for his friends. You, you ever meet a girl undercover? One time I got loaned out to gangs, was paired up with this CI, smoking hot biker chick. We pretended to be a couple, bought guns off the outlaws. Things you gotta do to convince people your boyfriend and girlfriend. I'll leave it at that. So were you and Jen together then, or...? Yeah, I think so. Why? Listen, there's no way Ruzik had something going on with the victim. I adore you. I know, it's part of the job. I just... I... Someone he knew died. He's pissed off. Let him run with it. You'd want him to do the same for you. It's just like one of those moments where like Roman isn't really like a huge feature in this episode. So it's just funny because it's like decent advice from Roman. Who is this person? Like, who is he? That's not half bad. And the moment when he's like, oh, he adores you. I'm like, this coming from the same guy who suggested the push test. That's right. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's see. Yeah, it's like, oh, give us another, uh, like, six, seven episodes, and we'll see how you change your mind. He was the worst. It's just funny, because it's like, oh, Roman's actually not half bad in this episode. Just this one. There was this one, and there was one other one where he was tolerable, and the rest of them, I'm like, no, you suck. But even he knows that Adam adores her, yeah, he still did what he did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Mr. Stilio Girl. I cannot. I can't either. I try. I, I can't wipe that era from my memory, even though I try really hard. So gross. No, no so- we're going to forget that we're going to leave it in our the back of our heads because we're in a new Berzik era now yeah. and we don't have to. This That's for so long. That's all we had to sit on was like how bad their breakup was because they were broken up for so long. So now we're in a new era. We can leave that shit behind. It's like Taylor Swift. We're in a new era. Leave the old era behind. <laughs> So we're in a new Berzik era. Exactly. I like it. They finally made new music again. We're in a new Berzik era. New music <laughs> again. So they're, they're in their Midnight's era now? Or like, what do we? No, not Midnight's. Well, no. They're in there. Lover? 
I don't know enough about the later albums to say. I know nothing. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, I don't know. They're making their own music. They're in a new era. That's all we're saying. I like it. I like it. So back in the, wait, I skipped a little bit. Sorry. Um, yeah. So Roman gives decent advice for the first time ever in his life. Um, but then, uh, Antonio goes to talk to one of his CIs who frequents the hotel. Totally forgot he was in vice for a hot second. Cause I was like, why does he have so many CIs who are, yeah. His CIs are always popping up in the early seasons. Yeah. Like, I, I forgot he came from vice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Man. Antonio. I hope he's doing well. Like, what do you think Antonio's up to these days? I hope he's clean and sober, first and foremost. First and foremost, yeah. You think he's still in the tropics, like, doing that stuff with Gabby? I don't know. Is Did he Gabby move to wherever his kids? Did he move to wherever his kids are? You don't want to ask me that. Or do we? <laughs> Does Lauren have a hot take? No. I think she's lying, but anyway. Um, but the kids are presumably in Chicago unless they decided to go to college somewhere else. Gina, they're probably out of college at this point. <laughs> like Ava was like looking at colleges when she, okay, Diego may not be out of college, but no, like, he's, but he's probably like a sophomore, junior. Like he's not a freshman. God, Eva's like a full-fledged adult now. Maybe they yeah. Which I'm so sure she, Laura still blamed Antonio for. So she could have really hailed it out of Chicago by now. I mean, and Diego could have left, you know, gone to school somewhere else. So who knows? We'll never know because all the Dawsons are gone. Yep. Womp yep. womp. So, yeah. So Antonio talks to the CI. The CI has seen Sierra before, but, or no, she saw her there, but she had never seen her there before. And so we find out that Sierra had been approached by Sosa because men, yay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So Aaron finds out that Sosa has a reputation when it comes to the ladies. And by reputation, we mean he's a bad dude. I always think it's so funny every time after her task force, whenever she drops her task force, she's like, oh, well, the benefit of being on the task force, the task force, the task force. And I'm like, girl. We, we get, get it. it. You were on the task force for a hot second. You hated <laughs> it. That's why you quit. We got it. Yep. Yep. I just what think it's it? so funny. She's like, I use my connections at the task force. And I'm like, okay. What's the joke <laughs> about like, how can you tell if someone does CrossFit and it's like, don't worry, they'll tell you that. <laughs> how can you tell if somebody was on a task force? Don't worry. She'll tell you. <laughs> But actually, though. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, to take it from here, please. Okay. So Adam's all about, he's like, okay, we've got to go ahead, snatch up Sosa. Like, that's what we're doing. And Jay's like, well, but we can't. Like, we can't legally detain him without the Fed's cooperation and the guy's not returning their calls. And Voight's like, you ever hear of rendition? And Jay looks at Mouse and he's like, we have. And Boyd's like, okay, everyone, we're doing this. We're going to Chicago version. And I'm like, oh, geez. I Boyd's dialogue this episode is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, and just the delivery, not to shade, but like, it's just like, I can't. That's what we were laughing was that his it. delivery yeah. like, the whole time. Just be like, deliver. Like, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> 
The dialogue was very extra. Yeah, it was a lot. Like he runs up to the feds and he's like, well, this is Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that was the fire. I just thought it, I just, I love the little like Jay. I mean, obviously the mouse era is a great era on PD, but like, I love how Jay just like looked at mouse in this scene and he's like, we have, like, it's like, of course they have, they know all the little military terms and tactics. What is mouse doing nowadays? What do you think he's doing? Is he still serving? You think? I'd assume so. He went back. I don't think he wanted, I don't think he liked life not in uniform. He's married. Which is why. He's married to you? Yeah. Okay. That's news. But you want to know a terrible theory that you're going to hate me for if I say it? Ooh, ooh, I, yeah, I do want to know. Is there any chance that whatever Jay's doing in Bolivia, Jay calls a mouse and is like, come join me in Bolivia? I could see it. I could see it. I mean, I hate it because Jay's in Bolivia, but like, I could definitely see Jay being like, yo, transfer, get how get over here. I really hope the conversation was a little something like, so you got married. And Jay's like, yeah. And he's like, was she cool with this? And he's like, we didn't really discuss it. And he's like, you so- know, that's not the, they don't talk about that. No, that's definitely not. Mouse at this point's like, oh, what happened to Aaron? Thing's going to be like, Aaron. Yeah. Mouse is like, what's she doing? And Jay's like, I have no idea. He's like, let me tell you about Haley. Who's Haley? Well, she's my wife. That I left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I could definitely so see Mouse being in Bolivia too with Jay. Uh, you know the episode we need to cover? Have we done the one where Mouse gets taken hostage? I don't think so. We need to do that one. That's a good one. And there's some really good Mouse stuff. We've never done Mouse's like first episode too when they're just like, oh yeah, Jay's like, oh yeah, my friend Mouse. That guy who helped us that one time. God, he was so good. Yeah. Or eventually we'll have to do Mouse's last episode, which is like. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. My heart. Anyway. So they're like, Void's like, okay, we're going to go show him the Chicago version. So cut to intelligence surrounding Sosa on his way to this meeting. And they're just like, they just like give no fucks. They're just like, yeah, we're taking him. Okay. Bye. They give no fucks. The ridiculous of this that like, like you kidnapped a foreign dignitary. You didn't do, like, you didn't take him to the police station. You didn't really like take him anywhere official. You took him to the social social club. club. Yeah. Because they can't take him to the station because they're like, oh, well, we didn't do this the right way. And so if we take him to the station, we'll get reported. So let's take him to the social club. With boxed wine. With boxed wine. (laughs) Yeah. Haven't they made like entire shows where some like political dignitary gets kidnapped and the whole season is about like finding them and Voight just does it like it's like a normal Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. This, like, is, Chicago. They did this, Chicago this is Chicago. This is Chicago. Slay. Slay Chicago. So they start questioning Sosa and Sosa's like, I don't know her. I don't know how she died. And he's like, I want my phone back. And Voight's like, listen our guy's working on it like you're not getting your phone back (laughs) so back at the 21st platt tells jay he's like hey you need to go stop by o'shea's bar and he's like why and he's like oh and she's like oh you need to go stop your brother from getting locked up and she calls him detective chuckles which like honestly detective chuckles never gets old never detective and dr chuckles yeah 
Um, and of course, Will didn't actually do anything. He wasn't actually going to get arrested. He was just getting in the way of the cop on the scene. So like, he wasn't actually going to get arrested. Um, yeah. But then we get this. What do you do? Nothing. It's these other two knuckleheads, but he kept getting between me and them. So hey, Shay, what the hell's going on? Tommy, nothing against you. Take a walk. Oh, come on, man. Walk. What's the problem? He's gone. All right, we're good. That's fun. Yeah, good time. Hey, I thought uh, I thought you were getting in next week. Yeah, I moved it up. How long are you town for? I haven't decided yet. Don't Can you... we get another round back there, please? Don't you have a uh, medical practice? Something like that? I took a break. So you got fired? Dude, just tell me. Will you relax and have a beer? Can't, man. I'm working. That's right. Get over here. Ooh. It's good to see you. Stop by the district later. I will. I will. Go save the city. It's just Baby Will. Little Baby William. Baby Will. We love that he grew his hair out. We do. Short-haired Will was not he, look. he just looks like a baby. Oh, yeah. I was saying that he looks like the really like douchey fiance in the beginning of all the Hallmark movies before she like moves away to go run a bakery. That's yeah. what he was giving. Yeah, short hair Nick is not the look. Long hair Nick, definitely the look. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. See baby Will. So Mouse cracks Sosa's phone and they open some of his emails and they basically find a blackmail letter. So they are, the blackmailers requesting $200,000 into an account or this video will be linked. And of course, the video shows Felicia and Sosa. She's drunk. He's like kissing her and untrusting her. And so like Voight shows it to Sosa. And Sosa, of course, has to come clean at this point. And he's just like, you know, she approached me at the bar and then we talked. And he, but he's like, I swear that when she, when I left the room, she was alive. And, like, obviously, he's not blackmailing himself. So it's like he's probably telling the truth. Yeah. So, so they are able to track the email, though. It's to this house owned by a Jeanette Rutowski. And so it's like, I don't know that name, though. And so, like, they don't, they go there and they don't find anyone at home. They only find a bunch of fake IDs. And Ruzik recognizes the guy on the fake IDs, though, which is Mad Max. And that's the leader of the Black Grid, aka the protest group ruzik had been undercover with so they're like going over what they know about max and ruzik's like listen i just got a text from him like this black grid protest it's going down in an hour and he's like listen they have cell jammer so we've got to use the old school radios did adam get that phone on ebay or something because like i swear to god i had that phone in high school which is funny because like obviously this would have been 2015 it is kind of crazy to see how phones have like in technology just has evolved since then but yeah adam's phone does look like it's a little ancient do you think he was using t9 to text mad max you guys don't don't know know what that is no i'm so old oh i like you know the little razor phones that like came in all those cute little colors you yeah I didn't have one because I wasn't old enough but I always pretended that my mom's was and then when my mom's phone died I was like I got it that it was like deactivated and whatever but I always felt like a baddie with it now my googling t9 I'm so 
old. Oh, that makes me so sad. Is it like a messaging thing? It was a way to text on the flip phones where basically you would hit, like if you put your phone on T9 and then you would just hit the pound button. If you kept hitting it, it would give you the word. You would type out the word. And if there was some sort of misspelling, you would keep hitting it and it would find the right word for you. It was a lot faster than like regular flip phone texting. <laughs> Lauren and I are still just over here like, okay. <laughs> why didn't you just fix it? No. Like, why didn't you just get an iPhone and just use like the predictive text? It's 2007 yet. Someone I know. I, I got it. I was a baby. I was a wee little baby. I know you are. Yeah. I was like 20. And Bryna was a wee little teenager. In 2007? Yes. Yes. You were a teenager? Well, you were 12. I was 12. Close enough. You really, like, that's the border of being a teenager. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's like preteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Math. Did you find what T9 is? Yeah, it just says it's a productive text. Um, yeah, I mean, basically what you just said. Math. I feel like a dinosaur right now. <laughs> Carry on. Anyway, so they have the protest that goes down. They end up finding Mad Max. And of course, like all the bad guys do, he tries to escape. But badass Burgess over there tasers him and takes him down. And hell yeah, she does. That's my girl. Yes. She's just like. I and then Adam's like, good job. And she's like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's like don't mind me just back it up my man so good yeah Yeah. and of course they bring him in for questioning and he's like i don't know what you're talking about i didn't do it and of course like adam looks him straight in the eye and he's like tell me the truth and like max still says he's like i don't know what you're talking about and he like knows at that point he's like okay max is telling the truth he doesn't he didn't do Do this if this case plays out in season 10 is adam as hopped up and emotional in this case as he is in this episode that's what i'm saying about his growth like adam now would never do what adam then did i don't think he would i think he's i think with this case he he became a little more jaded and he's seen so much shit now that this wouldn't phase him as much yeah no yeah no he wouldn't have this reaction but i think he'd still i think he'd still feel it i think he'd just be able to be better about keeping his emotions contained it's like what we're seeing with sam right now yeah that's yeah that's exactly yeah. What yeah exactly he would um, have himself in trouble if the sam storyline happened in the season yeah um so will stops by the district and first of all, the scene with will and platt at the desk is just so good oh my gosh I, it's like truly iconic i i love so i love when like after will fakes him out and Jay's face, you just see him roll it, like, just shut his eyes, like, oh, geez. And I also love how Will proudly proclaims that it's a hickey, like, loud enough for the whole bullpen to hear. He's like, it's a hickey. Just and Platt is, like, so shocked. That's the best like, part. How did she not know it was a hickey? Like, she's so shocked. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't even know what to say. What and Jay's just like, it? SMH. When we rewatched it, you were like, Mouch getting freaky. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's just like, SMH, I can't believe this is my brother. Like, my brother, everyone. Yeah. That was the first and only time we've ever interacted on the show to this day. But actually, though, is it? 
No, like they've not, well, not sure. I'm not like, I'm just saying like, they don't get scenes like this ever. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Cause laughing is no longer allowed on PD. No. no. Um, And so then Jay takes Will upstairs to the bullpen and this conversation between Will and Jay just like reveals so much in a short span. How's New York? Good. Yeah, just uh, need a little breather. From what? From VIP booths and models? What's the real reason? When did you become such a cynic? Oh, what? I can't take a vacation? Come back and hang with my little brother? So, which one is she? Don't. No, just nod your head. <clears throat> I mean, they're both hot. Or is it that desk sergeant from downstairs? Yes, we're on the back burner right now. Oh. Where are you staying? Dad? The stink at your place. All right. I'm uh, pretty deep in a case right now, so take a cab. We'll get some food later or something, all right? Shut up. Here she comes. Okay. First, this is the confirmation that Jay is older than Will. I still don't I agree with that. still don't agree with that. And I don't know if they remember that they said this, but they did say it. I was so torn when this aired because I remember the first time he said it, I heard little. And then captioning hit older, captioning caught older. I still, I, I don't think that's right. I still stand by it to this day that Will is older. Yeah. But it's just, it, even just in their dynamic and their way they talk and like, you know, Will's talking about how he's like, I don't know how long I'm staying. And Jay's just like, okay, you, of course you could. Like, it's just like everything, even just their little, it's such a short conversation, but like, I feel like it reveals so much about Will and Jay's dynamic, especially at this point. Um, Obviously that changes, I feel like as the shows go on, but at this point it reveals so much about them. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And even just the way that, you know, Jay's like, where are you staying? Dad's. And like the way his voice falls. Yeah. Needs of like, Hey, there's stuff there. Yeah. Well, and then obviously even in a second, and we'll play the clip too, like you get the Lindsay part too, which is just like also very fascinating. I met someone from your family. I didn't think that'd be a big deal to you. Jay, just because I don't want to lose my job doesn't mean I don't care about you. That's not going to change. Me too. Because obviously coming off of the Linstead stuff, you know, Linstead isn't together at this point, but like... Aaron still thinks it's cool that she got to meet his family and Jay's like I didn't think you'd care and Aaron's like well duh of course I care like you know and it's just like ugh. Yeah. when Lynn said was good they were so good there were some early moments in these early seasons where like some lines were suboptimally acted uh and the the will line here when he like just pivots from like I thought I would crash with you and then he goes so which one is she? Like, that still gives me the cringe to this day. I'm just like, oh, that was not, that was not good, but okay. It's still pretty funny though. Yeah, but no, I just think the Will and Jay stuff is really revealing. Obviously the Linstead stuff, you know, like I said, when Linstead was good, they were so good. They were so good. Oh, There's man. no denying it. Like, obviously Upstead is Upstead and that's a whole different conversation. But like when Linstead was good, Linstead was so good. I ship them so hard. My little yeah, four-year-old self. Do I still have that picture that I printed out? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, this was fan art that I printed out like years ago. Oh, and it's still on my board. I love this. This is fan art. It's so, like, they look so happy though, don't they? Yeah. My favorite. 
I love it though. And I printed it out because I just think they look so happy and it's so well done. Fan art's badass. I'll post this. So Do you, you guys- remember when Tamar had the shipping room business cards and they all had a different ship on them? Yes. I yes, definitely, I definitely had a Linstead one. That's so cute. Yeah. I had a Linstead one too. She basically like at ATX when you're like, and a Josh and Liza one. It was like trading cards at that point. It's like, oh, you have Josh and Liza. Like I'll trade you for it. Blah, blah, blah. Like it was badass. That's such a cute idea. Yeah. Yeah. I miss the shipping room. Yeah. Man. Good stuff. Linstead, those are, those were the days, man. Those were the days. I I talked I've talked about this before, but when I used to live tweet PD when like the season 1 and season 2 were airing, I have tweets on my old Twitter account that I would slander Berzak in the name of Linstead. Yeah. I would be like I remember so vividly the PD account tweeting how like either Berzek or Linstead were getting a kiss in that night's episode. And I was like, it better be Linstead. Like, well, and then end up being Berzek. It ended up literally being their like, I think it was like their proposal or something. And I was like, so annoyed. I was like, how dare they not give me Linstead? Whatever. Like how far we've come, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I just remember so vividly being like, I mean, I liked Berzek, but not to the degree of Linstead. Like, I literally, like, took a picture with a fucking Scrabble board. And I was like, and, like, the Scrabble board, like, the thing said Linstead on it anyways. Oh, the days of Scrabble. Scrabble will still never be the same for me, though. Like, I don't care. Scrabble will still always be, like, Linstead to me. Well, even a couple of weeks ago on Men, when Will and Grace played Scrabble, we yeah. were like, used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the days, man. Those were the days. Yeah. Mm-mm. So Mouse has run like everything he can think of, you know, every diagnostic test whatsoever. And he's like, I can't figure out who sent the email. And then they like, Voight comes up with this idea or they come up with, or no, Jay and Mouse come up with this idea, but like they make it seem like it's such this big, like inventive idea. And it's like really just exchanging an exchange and like waiting to see who shows up. But they're like, oh my God, we did this abroad, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like you mean stage and exchange and they're like yeah pretty much it's just funny to me because they were like oh my god it's so inventive no one's ever done this before (laughs) and they're like cool but Void's like to Jay, he's like, okay, well, this is you. And then like Jay and Antonio have a little fist bump and I'm like, this is what we could have had. We could have had. We lost. We did. I just miss the early days so much. Like even just right down to the little details, it was so perfect. Well, and like even not even just with the Sergeant Halstead era, but like even obviously Antonio at one point being Voight's like second in command. Like we could have had Antonio as, you know, Sergeant, whatever. We could have then obviously Jay, like PD just needs more levity. Like whether like who it just needs more levity. And it's that's just not how they write anymore, but it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. It's just different. Not bad, not worse or you know, better. It's just different. Um, so Antonio goes undercover for the exchange and they make the exchange, but of course the guy gets away, yada yada yada. They go after him and eventually tackle him. Turns out it was the Pope, which is a different member of the Black Grid. And he's like, at first, of course, he denies that he killed Felicia, even though they had an argument and the whole thing. He's like, this was her idea, blah, blah, blah. And then basically he comes clean and he's like, I didn't mean to kill her. He's like, Felicia said she was going to call the cops, which 
she did call the cops it was just too late there's your confession which honestly should not even be admissible due to the gratuitous police brutality in the moment leading up to it but early days adam even is like slapping him around and i'm like oh it's hard to watch right (laughs) yeah yeah it's bad And the way that, like, he's slapping this guy around and Voight and Antonio were just standing there and watching. Yeah, it was really bad. Cringe. Cringe. Yeah. What is not cringe, though, the Bursic locker room scene. Of course, like, Kim at the end of shift comes in and, like, Adam's there and it's just, like, we get a glorious makeout. Like, there's really not anything really said in this moment. It's just a glorious makeout. It's just always comes back around to they are each other's person and their safe space i thought you were gonna say it all comes back around to the locker room yeah (laughs) good stuff always happens in the locker room that's true though for berzek especially yeah and the way it's a safe space for adam i feel like always it's been like a safe space for adam yeah well kim is kim is a safe space yes but you know if he's got like a physical place locker room is it well and i loved how like by the end of the episode like granted it wasn't like a huge storyline but i loved how like kim kind of came back around at the end and she just like encourages adam to go to the memorial service and he's like i don't know and she's like no i really think you need to go yeah. um i did love that little moment too. Me too and she gives him the space to go alone she doesn't like insist on coming yeah she- if he wa- if she had, if he had wanted her to go of course she would have gone but you know it's something he needed to do by himself I love um, them. Yeah. So There's just such an old school love. It's just so like vintage of just like. They're iconic. I choose you. Like no other TV couple has had their relationship and their love story. It's just so good. And they're. Yeah. Pal- I agree. So they- then it cuts to Voight in his office. He opens the liquor from Olivia and there's like a note there. He reads it. We don't know what it says. And like, that's it. It's just like a silent scene. Um, Do you yeah. think that was like a dropped plot? Yeah. What was it going to be? What What on earth could that note have said? I don't know. But I feel like they were trying to, I, I don't know about dropped. I feel like they were trying to gauge the interest in like, if they had tried to set up a ship. I was interested. They had crazy energy. I don't know. I was interested. But neither one of them would have ever left their city. No, but I think but I think this moment is like trying to them gauge like, okay, well, we introduced them. Like, you know, let's see how that, you know, how passionate the people are about it, you know. How'd you feel about it, Brian? Were you there for it? It's okay. I think it's hard for me, A, because like I, you know, as someone who didn't watch from the very beginning, I like binged a few seasons, like. It's hard for me to wrap my head around because I wasn't watching live at this point, but I had a thought and I was lost what I was going to say. I think, though, it is interesting. I was thinking about it as I was rewatching this. Like, if they were ever going to try to redeem Voight or, like, make him a more likable character, I feel like this would have been an interesting place to start. Like, if they had gone down that route, like, how would it have changed Voight? And his approach to policing, just Void as a human, like, I think it would have been really interesting from that perspective. Um, yeah. But now they're obviously way too far gone. And we can never have Void have a love interest because nobody will care. And isn't isn't Benson meant to be with Stabler? 
I mean, I don't know. I don't watch this video, but I assume so. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, but at this point, when this aired, Stabler wasn't, you know, he wasn't back on the show. Chris Maloney wasn't back on the shows. He was like gone. So it would have made sense, I think, at this point, you know, if they had wanted to try to go there. I mean, it also probably would have been hard because, like, a cross-show ship. It's not even, like, oh, the Chicago show. They they can barely do a cross-show ship on the Chicago shows, let alone SVU and PD, but it would have been interesting. Um, And then the last two scenes, so Jay gets home from work and, you know, is, like, calling out to Will. And, of course, he finds Will with a black eye. And Will's just like, I may not have told you everything about why I left New York. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. And then it ends, and you get to see Adam at the he does go through with the memorial service. He does go by himself. Um, and yeah, that's the episode. Little suited up Adam. Yeah, little baby. Little baby. Kind of dealing with grief on the job for the emotional person. baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no floppy hair. Not in the last scene, but you have floppy hair the rest of it. But yeah, that's the episode. It's a good one. It's a really good episode. Yeah, it is. I mean, again, but the first couple seasons are overall really strong. I just remember like seasons two and three and like the buzz it used to leave us with. Like, I still remember to this day, like when, when the promo for 301 dropped and the internet lost its shit. Like I was not watching then, so. That, I mean, that's the episode when Jay gets kidnapped yeah. and it dropped. And like the, we as a collective fandom on social media, we lost our minds, like just freaking out. We were like, oh my God. Like, I miss that buzz. I don't get that buzz anymore. I do. I mean, it could be anything. It could be because I'm older now. Who knows? Berzek. Good. When Lauren sees that finale promo, she's going to lose her mind. Oh, yeah. You're going to lose your mind during the finale. No, I'm just even talking about the promo, let alone the actual episode. And then you're going to have to spend an entire summer of like Adam in mortal peril. It's going to be worse because we're going to see her the week after and we're going to have to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's still going to be fresh enough that she's going to be like, we're going to just be like walking somewhere and Lauren's going to be like, but Adam... And I just like it see it now. Part of me feels like the cliffhanger won't be Adam like on his deathbed. <laughs> so I mean they can't have the same thing happen all the time. Yeah, they can. I feel like it's gonna be a different thing. We'll see. I'm gonna have hope. Yeah. Just we're gonna be walking during ATX. She's gonna be like, remember that time Adam was shot and that was the cliffhanger? I don't know. That video, like the video of them practicing at med and then him on the gurney or what i don't know because i think someone else i don't know i don't know what's happening the mystery him mm-hmm. yeah but i also feel like at this point him getting shot is so predictable that's what i'm saying but like the video that they showed of them rehearsing the scene and kim like going behind the gurney like it wasn't giving like finale like cliffhanger i don't know how to explain it, it just felt like a I, th- I just have a feeling that that's not going to be the cliffhanger, but it probably- I hope you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't- No, I hope you're right in that it's not the cliffhanger. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. 
No, I hope you're right and that that is the cliffhanger. That's, I'm easy. The cliffhanger is something different. As yeah. long as every member of intelligence is safe and accounted for and like not in mortal peril at the end of the episode, I will be happy. But that happened last season, so it's not going to happen again. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, it can't, like, they can't be like, wait, death. So it's like, or like something happens with like, it, so no matter what, it's going to be a character that I care about. Yeah. I'm ready for them to start a new pattern. I don't know what it is, but. We can start a new pattern of how the finales go on PD. So it's an even season. So somebody's supposed to leave. Huh? You know the well, pattern? Gina, the pattern hasn't been good in a couple years. Yeah, no, it's been it's been broken. It's been long broken, thankfully. But the pattern used to be die, leave, die, leave. It lasted till season six. Yeah. So like in an odd number season, somebody dies, and in an even number season, somebody leaves. But that, that got broken in season six, like she was saying. Jin, Aaron, Justin. Four was Aaron. Aaron. Five was Al. Al. Six was Antonio, wasn't it? Yeah. Seven. And then it got broken because seven was COVID. Yeah, yeah. But the rumor was that Jordan was going to die. So it may have held up. May have, yep. We will never know. But for right now, Jordan's still alive, so we're happy about it. I mean, technically, Anna died last season. Right, but the pat I mean, the pattern's still broken. Because no one left. No, but nothing happened in season seven. Or eight. Eight. Although, do we count Jay as our season 10 casualty? <laughs> eight. I mean, eight, it looked like Kim was maybe going to die. Obviously, she didn't die, but... um. Yeah, so it's been broken for a couple of years, but that yeah, used to be the pattern. That that hiatus made like I was crazy during that hiatus. I was crazy. That doesn't surprise me. That was like the first like we were just starting to talk during that hiatus, yeah. which is crazy. And like the lengths they went to to make sure we didn't figure it out. Like I remember the season started and they were trying to cast stand-ins, and they had like current images for everybody except for Marina. Yeah. Like trying to fool us. Oh man. And every photo we were like zooming in on the background. And then finally, there was one photo that was posted of them all eating at lunch, and you could see Marina in the back. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, like one crew member spoiled it because there was a photo of, her, of Marina from the back of her hair. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody was like, Is that Marina? And the crew member was like, Yeah, it is. And we were like, Thank you. <laughs> and we're done. Delay. Yeah. Doing the detective work for us. Yeah. All right, so we do have some listener thoughts. Um, our girl Erin sent in a few thoughts. She said, is the first time we really get see him get so affected by a case? And Adam is someone who loves with his whole heart and wears his heart on his sleeve. And it's just hard for him to not care, for him not to care, you know, like even with this season with Samantha and Callum, he cares about them a lot. So he wants to protect them and save them. So with this girl in 217, he befriends her and is just so in shock and heartbroken for by her dying. I just really enjoyed Patty's acting in this episode. I always enjoy him though, LOL. Um, she goes on to say, I thought it was really well done and it was really well written. Love the case and that all the members were undercover in some way, but it just focused more on Adam's undercover. Um, not to mention the fact that there were other storylines going on. And she said, I think they're capable. They forgot they were capable of doing that. And we first meet Will. There's just such a huge difference between how it was in this episode and how it is now. But there's that's another conversation to get into in another time. 
Um, she says the sweet bursting scene we get at the end is icing on the cake, the kisses, the forehead kisses, the hug. Oh my God, nothing's changed between them. Honestly, they've been this way in basically every season since in some way or another. Um, she said they've just always been each other's safe space. And she said, Kim being a little insecure in this episode was interesting. And actually, fun fact, this is the one and only episode where I don't mind Roman. Can you believe it? What he said to her in the car about adding Midori and her and to, you know, give him a chance and let him see this one out. I actually cheered him on. And that's the only one and only time you'll ever see that for me. And she said, all in all, I really enjoy this episode. I love season two so much. It is my comfort season. What did you say earlier about it being like the worst rated PD episode or something? Yeah, this episode was has, is the worst rated PD episode ever on IMDb. I Who rates on IMDb? That's really what I want to know. That does not make any sense. The last time I checked, that was, that was middle of season. Uh, I'm going to check right now. Okay, do it. Checking the IMDb ratings. It is not the lowest ranked anymore. There are a bunch of more recent ones that are linked lower. Really? And you want to know what the one that is ranked the lowest right now is. Oh boy, what is it? Wait, let me take a guess. Is it from season 10? Yes. Is it 10.03? No. Ten, no. Is it 10? What's the, what was that 10.02? No. What was that Void episode? 10.05? what was it you're not gonna like it lauren no it was it 10 14 no it's 10 17 you're fucking lying to me it's a (gasps) 7.2 okay but wait that could be recency bias why because it just aired but there are some more recent ones let's see what is 18 just aired 18 is the next one next lowest 10 13 is up there i'm looking for 10 like there are some like burnside is a low ranked one say her name say her real name is number 14 on the list okay but i don't even know what's the name of freaking 1003 not me trying to figure out what the name of 1003 is so i can see what it's ranked it's called jay's last episode slash omg i can't believe chicago fire just did that yeah let's see it's um, oh no it's a 7.9 it's ranked a 7.9 a good man yeah Hmm. there are some other ones yeah no so sorry lauren damn yeah that could just be recency bias because i mean it it didn't air too long ago no but seven (laughs) The Void episode is 8.2. So, (laughs) again, I ask who rates these on IMDb? Yeah, you're either. So, uh, we also got a response from Heather B. Heather said, this is one of my favorite Adam episodes of all time. It also, I think, has a lot of similarities to what's happening to him now, where he's invested in Sam and Kellum's lives at the same time he's growing close again and has Kim and Mac to care for. I also like how much we get from the whole team in this episode. We go deep into Adam's story, but we get good backstory from Mouse and Jay and their time in the military. Nadia dropping in her experience, Antonio undercover, Roman telling Kim not to worry about Adam's relationship with the victim, 
great Alan Adam moments, Voight being Voight and that weird thing he had going with Benson and even Will, Jay and Lindsay introductions. I miss that so much about the show. I know we're never going to get it back, but it used to be so much more intricate while still giving us so much story. This, this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Heather said, for me, this is the episode I would say made me love Adam Ruzik, even with his emo haircut. Patty did such a great job with this episode and absolutely rocked the guyliner. Rewatching, I realized they even gave us exactly who the actual bad guy was from the first scene, and I hadn't realized it on the first watch. If you look behind Sierra slash Felicia when she's talking to Adam at the beginning, the Pope is inching closer to them and watching her. Ooh, such a great detail for them to add in that seems so innocuous with all the other more obvious red herrings they included. It was so well written. I like that. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Interesting. Will now versus Will when he's introduced is also so interesting to see since we now have forgotten he was a surgeon. Don't see him as a brawler who ends up beaten up and he's just all around very different. I know they didn't have nailed down versions of what Med would look like yet, but the changes, including that he's the older brother, is fun to look back on. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yep. And not only was he a surgeon, he was a plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. He was a plastic surgeon who also did cleft palates in Sudan. Like that. That's like both ends. Of, that's I'm two. telling you, the Will prequel is what we actually need if we're getting another spinoff. So bad. Because you've got Stevie, you get the Greg Yates in of it all. Like, it's just, it would be a fascinating prequel. It really would. And I'm not even a Will Halstead stan, so. But I am. He's okay. Cool. He's right. It's cool. All right, guys. I mentioned it at the very top of this episode episode, but it is now time for our interview with Benjamin. Again, truly just one of the sweetest guys, and we are so glad that we got the chance to timely talk to him. And yeah, so without further ado, here is our interview with Benjamin. Hi, Benjamin. It's good to see you. Hi. Good to see you. Hi. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, thanks for joining us. We we wanted to have you on and just kind of like get to know you since you're one of the newer cast members. And so exciting. You. We're excited. Thanks for yeah. having me. I of feel course. honored to be here. Yeah, of course. So let's start off at the very beginning. So you had some interesting career choices before you became an actor. I think you were, I read that you were a driver and then you were a soccer player for a little bit. What made you want to pivot into acting? Um, I It was a spur of the moment decision with my mom. She We were just like at, at going to the DMV and <laughs> Guatemala renewing my license. And uh, I had done soccer at that point and Krav Maga and I was gonna go to the army in Israel to do a military career. And, but I, there was something in me that I was like, I, I don't know if I'm meant for that to just be invisible, you know? Uh, I have so much to tell and so much to share and I didn't know how to express it because in Guatemala, you're not, it's not used, at least not when I was there to, if you were a man to do art. You know, if you were a man, you do sports and that's it, you know? So I never got into art and didn't have access to that. And my mom just out of nowhere, like she always does, which is why I love her. She was just like, you like movies, don't you? So why don't you do that? And I was like, what? I didn't never even thought of how you can do movies. I thought it was like a, somewhere in a different dimension where, where there's like a place that people do movies. I, I never thought of it. and. And as soon as she opened up that opportunity in my mind, why not? So I booked a ticket in that moment and I bought a one-way ticket to LA and I never came back. 
Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I went, actually, I went to LA three days later on the red eye of December, the the last day of December, 2011. So I arrived in LA January 1st, 2012. I remember that. (laughs) That's so cool. That's such a cool story. Um, Yeah. So obviously, One Chicago, Chicago PD is kind of your biggest role to date. I mean, and you were actually on PD back in season seven as a completely different character. And like, what was that experience like for you? It was so cool. That was my second job I'd ever done. Um, I had just booked a pilot and shot a pilot. And this was like, I was like, I booked a guest star on Chicago PD. So I, I, I've always had this like, uh, this energy, you know, about me. Like, I like to go deep in my characters and I like to feel it. I like to like get dirty with it. And uh, and I remember there was like a scene where like um, Atwater had to put some handcuffs on me <laughs> and I was like struggling so much. And it was like, obviously, and you have to kind of like, you know, sometimes technically allow, you know, that to, because, you know, it's TV and stuff. And I was just going crazy. like. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that's also what set me apart is I was just so... I don't know, just just I guess confident in my in my character or in loose or free in my acting that that they they uh, Jason caught uh, I, you know he he told me he was never gonna forget me, and years later he you know it was true. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, what was your what was your process like auditioning for Torres? Did the guest role have anything to do with that, and did you have to re-audition? No, well, the get that Torres was an offer, a straight offer. I was in I was in Guatemala shooting a movie, and I uh, I I didn't have time to even do any auditions and stuff. And uh, they had been looking for this character, but they already knew they wanted me. Um, uh, I think a lot of the people, you know, the Jason and some of the producers and stuff. Um, so they just sent me an offer and they were like, if you can shave your head and be here on Wednesday, <laughs> then the role is yours. And I was like, oh, oh should I, should I? I was like, of course. So I'll, I'll shave my head and I arrived in Chicago and I, and Jason said, I told you I wasn't going to forget you. And, uh, and then, and then that was supposed to be a guest star. Uh, but then he took me out to, to, to get some food after and how, so to say how happy and excited he was about what I had done and how happy they were about my work and about the character because the character is so beautiful um, and kind of gave me some sort of unofficial like invitation, you know, or like just put it out there, you know, and uh, and then months later, you know, they sent me an offer and that was that. That's so cool. So you didn't know last year when you finished that episode that it was going to turn into what no. it's become. No, no, no. I thought it was just a guest star, you know, but uh but again, I yeah, I I I I can't separate guest stars to anything. I I my first short film, I they, I got paid two hundred dollars. It was uh, named Spirit. A beautiful, two beautiful directors. Um, but it was like two hundred dollars that they paid me, and I lost thirty pounds in thirty days to play this like MMA fighter going through a weight cut <laughs> because I I just I like that. That's like why I'm here. I like to to to. Uh, lend my heart and my body and my entire being to the roles that's that's the only way I know how to do it (laughs) that's great so you've been with Dante now for a full season and change you did what three episodes in season nine so yeah full season now so as you're getting to know him more what are some things that you think you have in common with him 
Oh my God, he uh, he he's from a tough background, and as I am, as am I, um, he has always chosen to do what's right, um, even in spite of his circumstances and break cycles. And I, that's that's what I am as well. Um, I I love that he has this duality in his uh, personality, you know, where he can be very soft spoken and very quiet and very calculated, but sometimes he can, you know go all in and it's like who is this person you know uh and i think i could relate to that in some cases you know i i, I can i have a variety of uh experiences of life that i have also the opportunity to access because some people have the experiences and they're blocked and i think because of the 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 job the, the career that i'm in i've allowed myself to unblock those moments and also because of the work I've done on myself in therapy and in meditation and my own private stuff you know yeah um I know we've talked about a lot on the podcast how much we love that we've gotten to see Taurus's background a lot this year and I'm curious mm -hmm. like as a Latina what does it mean to you to have like Taurus speak Spanish as often as he does and show viewers parts of his culture oh it means the world to me I have to thank the writers for that and uh and Dick Wolf and uh, and NBC for allowing that to to be a part of it because it's what makes me so fulfilled to to play this character is that I get to stand for all my Latinos and all the people that are identified by me and tell our stories no matter how tough or painful or inspiring or all the type of things that they can be so that that means the world to me. Yeah, and kind of going off of that too, I know Taurus's Christianity is really important to him too, but I know you were raised Jewish. So I'm curious, <laughs> like, did you do any kind of research to learn all of the different like Catholicism aspects, like the, what the scriptures mean, you know, all that stuff? I did, of course, I did, I did. I, I, I thankfully I have a lot of Catholic friends and uh, growing up in Guatemala, everyone is Catholic. So I yeah. also understood the culture and stuff. Um, at, but uh, on the more um, deeper level, faith is faith. Right. So so I can definitely connect to that because I am a man of faith, um, not religious, but uh, I'm actually not religious in Judaism, but I have right. faith, you know, in some right. things. And so. So, yeah, I, I, I take from everything that I can. That's great. And so uh, Torrent has really primarily worked with Ruzik and Atwater. Um, curious, who in intelligence would you like to see Torres work with more? Uh, definitely Voigt. 100%. I think we're very similar. I think we're actually very similar. And, uh, and I think that that just could be very interesting and juicy and exciting to see. Like, I, I think I have a lot to learn from Voigt. And I think he, I think there's like an unspoken connection between those two characters. Yeah. Interesting. In what ways do you think they're similar? I, I think, um, I think that as Torres grows, he sees some sort of uh, similarities in duality and in uh, in strength and resilience and courage, uh, very courageous. And, uh, you know, they will do whatever it takes in their own ways, right? But they will do whatever it takes. Okay. Have you watched any of the previous seasons before season nine? Do you know, are you familiar with like old school Voight? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with some old school, but I haven't seen like all the whole thing, you know. But I've seen a couple. Yeah, like, I've, I've seen some. Yeah. 
So, I mean, do, do you think like, so, there's sometimes where Boy makes like questionable decisions and you're like, well, that kind of toes the line. Sure, do you think, sure. do you think Dante kind of agrees with that or does he kind of, you know, I don't, it a little bit? He, I don't think he necessarily agrees with that. I think that Torres wants to do what's right for mm -hmm. sure. And I think that's why it could be confusing me saying that there's like a, a similarity between those two. I'm aware of that. Um, but I think that, that there's a moment where people do things out of character and, and, and you never know when that can happen. But the fire that is inside is what I mean. Mm -hmm. The fire of doing whatever it takes is there. You know, whether or not he stops it right before or if he just makes a different decision, you know, I think that there's a fire that they both have, uh, a certain energy that they both have that is very uh, strong and very there. Yeah, mm -hmm. the motivation. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, and so the other thing too is, I mean, Torres really respected and looked up to Jay when he joined the unit. Jay was kind of a big brother, a mentor to him. And then just yeah. like that, he was gone. So oh, how do you yeah. think that has impacted the way that Dante does his job? Because I mean, he's coming in, he's very young, he's very green. And just like that, his mentor is gone. That's a really good question. I think it was hard for him to first trust everyone else, you know, because he is a, someone that doesn't necessarily trust everyone, you know, uh, and, and he, Jay, Jay was his guy. He was a guy that he, there was this, you know, is, so it, it was a struggle. It was a struggle to kind of like now feel like, not that they made Torres feel like an outcast, but I was an outcast because my mentor, the only person that I really, you know, connected to, uh, just just left so so it was it was on me to find where I fit in that team and uh, what my uh, skill level was that maybe they needed to learn from me and what I needed to learn from them because there's an equal exchange of learning and, and growing together yeah mm -hmm. um I want to make sure I get this question in before I think we're close to running out of time but um yeah. we've got four episodes left in the season um and I, the penultimate is at least rumored to be a big Torres episode. So like what's coming up for Torres in these last four episodes? Like what can you tease about what's coming up? I think we could tease about the fact that, well, this is, I thought something I love is that they're exploring his past more and more. And um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if, if I can say anything else than that, but that's really exciting because I, I love to learn what he's about and where he comes from. You know, I love to learn the out of character things that I was talking about that that he could potentially or not do. I, I, lo I would love to I'd love to learn more of that thin line between where is he going to go <laughs> because he can be intense and I love that about him. Great, great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the the question we love to end on all the time is that we are both big tv fans beyond just one chicago we love tv as a whole so we love to close on this question and that question is what are you watching right now uh okay well i i started rewatching friday night lights which is one of my favorite Best. shows so good so good oh my god it's so good i also start gave succession a try really good really good um those those are my, the two that I'm that I'm finding. I always love to repeat movies that I love, but uh, those are the two new shows that I'm watching. Love it. Yeah, solid choices. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Proud so, of my choices. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's about all we've got. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. It, yeah. Benjamin, thanks. For, thank you so much for joining us on the pod. Well, it's so my great pleasure. To to thank you. you for having yeah. me. And yeah, really, thank you for everything, uh, for the for the energy and for what you guys do for the show. Of course. Oh wait, burning question out of curiosity. You're a soccer fan, so am I. Who are your teams? Oh my, well, I gotta go with Milan since I played for them. When okay. I was little. Uh, yeah, uh, the AC Milan. Um, uh, I guess. I guess I like Real Madrid. Um, Okay. And you're like that. You don't agree. No, everybody loves Real Madrid. So no, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I, I think that was it. Brazil has always been the team I like because my hero Ronaldo, the mm-hmm. the original Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, he was, you know, Brazilian, and I grew up. I learned from him how to how to be an athlete and how to be a man in many ways, uh, just by looking at his humility and his passion and his ability to surpass crazy circumstances and goals so uh my heart is with brazil i have a lot of friends from brazil too so like and I, now that i do martial arts too like jujitsu everything like it's just a beautiful culture love it love mm-hmm. soccer so Great shout game. out to my brazil fans <laughs> <laughs> sounds good well yeah it was a pleasure benjamin yeah, thank you again you. benjamin thank you thank, thank you so much. you yeah um that's about all we've got for this episode um as always, you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Lauren, everybody already knows this, but just in case they don't, where can we find you on socials? Um, <laughs> I hate this question. But you know the answer. Uh, you can find me at Rusex Burgess on Twitter um, or Lauren Freiling on Instagram or everything but the kitchen sink pod. Yes on instagram we really need to collaborate on some like joint merch at some point we're working on that you're working on that we're not in the loop on it well merch is happening we'll see we're we're, we're figuring i'm saying we're figuring it out right now yeah well we've got another collaboration coming in uh about four weeks so yes so stay tuned um yeah so yeah follow us on socials meet us molly's everywhere uh follow us individually on twitter i'm at gina watches tv Bryna. I'm at Brian K13. Um, we have stuff coming your way. There's new episodes next week. We may or may not have an interview or two coming your way. Um, and there's a patron bonus episode. So go check that out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, shout out to Lauren for the surprise episode. We love having you on. It's so much fun. We always have a blast together. Thanks for saving me today. Of course. Did this make up for your sucky travel day? Yes. Slightly. Yeah cool uh well yeah in the meantime everybody have a great weekend and we will see you next week bye